In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the encouragement. Encouragement leads to success. This comes from chapter 8 of my book called, Are You Leading? Encouragement is a powerful tool for leaders, and it can have a significant impact on success of a business or an organization. When leaders encourage their team members, they can foster a sense of motivation, engagement, loyalty that can really lead to an increase in productivity, creativity, and innovation. In this podcast, we'll explore the different styles of leadership by encouragement and highlight recent stories of business leaders who have used this style to achieve success. Leaders who use encouragement as a leadership style empower their team members to achieve the goals and and reach their full potential. This style of leadership involves providing positive feedback, recognizing achievements, and offering support and guidance when needed. Encouragement can help to build a sense of trust and collaboration between team members and leaders and it can create a positive work culture that fosters creativity, innovation, and growth. Encouragement and compliments can be powerful motivators. When people feel appreciated and valued, they they are more likely to put an extra effort and take pride in their work. This is especially true in the workplace or in leadership role, where a little bit of encouragement can go a long way towards fostering a positive and productive environment. As a mayor and a council member, I learned that encouraging the citizens I represented can help them feel more connected and invested in their community, leading to great civic engagement and participation. Ultimately, taking the time to show appreciation for others can have a ripple effect that benefits everyone involved creating a more supportive and collaborative environment for everyone. One of many examples of what encouragement can do for a community is how we built an accessible playground for all children. When I was mayor, I was visited by a concerned person, Tiffany Harris-Sharenberg from California, who pointed out that our current park system was not accessible to differently abled children. Intrigued by her observation, I decided to take a personal visit with her to some of the parks to validate Tiffany's concern. It was then that I realized that she was right and that the statistics were staggering. Approximately 10% of our children did not have access to public parks other than viewing them from the sidewalk. For me, this alone countered our logo that says, together we are better. Determined to make a change, I took the initiative to implement a blue ribbon panel of community leaders to take the lead on how to accomplish this mission to design and fund a park that was accessible for all children. I reached out to Brownie McGraw, who is a pillar of our community, to chair the committee as she had a deep compassion for our community and children as a retired school teacher and principal. Brownie couldn't say no and subsequently, we developed a board of approximately 10 people from the community to identify donations and fundraising events to raise the money to build our first inspirational playground. It was no easy feat, but the group raised approximately $1.2 million from all segments of our community. I persuaded the city manager to donate a segment of the new park site that was under development for this playground. 
the playground was completed and accessible and today it still exists for the last 15 years. Additionally, our future parks that were built are designed to be accessible for all children. It was a great example of how a concerned citizen can spark change and how a community can come together to make a real difference in the lives of our children. All I had to do was encourage them and help promote the concept in many venues and speaking engagements. Different styles of leadership by encouragement. There are so many, but here's some good ones that I want you to focus on. Number one, servant leadership. This style of leadership emphasizes the importance of serving others and putting their needs first. Servant leaders encourage their team members to be listening to their interests, offer support, and provide opportunities for growth and development. Number two, transformational leadership. This style of leadership focuses on inspiring and motivating team members to achieve their full potential. Transformational leaders encourage their team members by setting clear goals, providing feedback, and recognizing achievements. Jack Welch, the former CEO of General Electric, is known for his boundless leadership style and emphasis on setting clear goals, providing feedback, and recognizing achievements. Welch implemented the rank and yank system, which encouraged competition and performance-based evaluations of employees. Under this system, employees were ranked on their performance and those in the lowest percentile were let go. This system helped to create a culture of high performance and accountability at General Electric. Overall, Welch's leadership approach focused on driving results and empowering employees to achieve their goals. Number three, authentic leadership. This style of leadership emphasizes the importance of being true to oneself and leading with integrity. Authentic leaders encourage their team members by being honest, transparent, and genuine in their interactions. Many successful business leaders have used encouragement as leadership style to achieve success. One recent example is Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft. Nadella has emphasized the importance of empathy and encouragement, and he has focused on empowering his team members to be creative, innovative, and collaborative. Another example is Doug Connaught, the former CEO of Campbell Soup Company. Connaught used encouragement as a leadership style to turn around the struggling company, and he focused on building a positive work culture that fostered creativity, innovation, and a collaboration. He encouraged his team members by recognizing their achievements, providing support and guidance, and fostering a sense of trust and collaboration. Encouragement can also be a powerful marketing tool for businesses. In New York, the I Love New York campaign is a great example of how encouragement can be used to promote a brand and create a positive image. The campaign encourages people to visit New York and experience all that the city has to offer, and it has been very successful in attracting tourists and promoting the city as a great place to live, work, and visit. Encouragement is a powerful tool for leaders, and it can have a significant impact on the success of the business or organization. By using encouragement as a leadership style, leaders can foster a sense of motivation, engagement, and loyalty that can lead to the increased productivity, creativity, and innovation. Recent stories of successful people 
of successful business leaders show how encouragement can be used to achieve success. And the I Love New York campaign is a great example of how encouragement can be used as a marketing tool. Encouragement is simply yet a powerful way to inspire and motivate others. And it should be a key part of any leader's toolkit. Leaders can encourage themselves by setting achievable goals, celebrating small wins, practice self-care, surrounding themselves with positive influences, and focusing on their strengths rather than their weaknesses. Encouraging oneself can help leaders to maintain a positive mindset, stay motivated, and achieve their full potential. There are several ways that a leader can stay motivated. Number one, set clear and achievable goals. Leaders must establish clear, specific, attainable, and measurable goals for themselves and their team. By having a distinct sense of purpose and direction, leaders can remain focused and motivated. Personally, I follow what's called the SAM method, which is an acronym that stands for specific, attainable, and measurable. It's a method that we use to set goals. The approach involves asking yourself if the goal is very specific and can it be reached? Is it attainable? And how do you measure your success? Using this technique, you can track your progress along the way with a matrix that includes a timetable and a productivity report to gauge your success. Number two, celebrate small wins. Leaders can celebrate small successes by acknowledging and recognizing the progress that was made towards achieving larger goals. This can be done by publicly recognizing team members who contributed to the success, by offering words of encouragement and praise, or by providing small incentives or rewards. It's important to make the celebration meaningful and personalized to the team and the individuals that are involved. Celebrating small successes not only helps to maintain motivation and momentum, but also creates a positive and a supportive team culture that fosters a sense of accomplishment and pride. Number three, practice self-care. Leaders who should prioritize self-care by taking breaks when needed, getting enough sleep, eating healthy, and exercising regularly. Taking care of oneself can help to reduce stress and increase energy levels which can lead to greater motivation. Trust me, yearly doctor visits or a physical are often neglected, but it also can give you a success report. Number four, surround yourself with positive influences. Leaders should surround themselves with positive influences such as supportive colleagues, mentors, or friends. This can help create a positive work environment and provide encouragement and motivation when needed. Let's talk about negative people and their impact on you and the organization. This is an important topic. Being around negative people can have a bad influence on leaders for several reasons. Negative people can be draining. Negative people often complain, criticize, and focus on problems rather than solutions. Being around them can be emotionally draining and can sap a leader's energy and motivation. Negative people can be demotivating. Negative people can bring down the morale of a team and make it difficult for leaders to motivate their team members. Being around negative people can make it harder for leaders to maintain a positive and enthusiastic attitude. Negative people can be toxic. They tend to spread negativity and toxicity throughout any organization, which creates a toxic work environment. 
This leads to increased stress, conflict, and turnover, which has a negative impact on the organization overall. Negative people can be contagious. Being around negative people makes it easier for leaders to adopt negative attitudes and behaviors themselves. Negative people can hinder creativity and innovation. These type of people are resistant to change and new ideas, which hinders creativity and innovation, the very thing that we want. If you're around negative people, you're gonna find it hard to encourage your team members to think outside the box and come up with new solutions. In summary, being around negative people has a bad influence on leaders because they are draining, demotivating, toxic, contagious, and hinder creativity and innovation. Leaders should strive to surround themselves with positive influences and create a positive work culture that fosters creativity, innovation, and growth. Now, after all this conversation about negative people, what I want you to do is just turn it around and make it a positive influence on yourself with positive people. For example, in the last negative statement, negative people hinder creativity and innovation can now read that positive people help with creativity and innovation. Dr. Wayne Dyer says, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Okay, here's my fifth point. Focus on strengths. Leaders should focus on their strengths rather than their weaknesses. By recognizing their own skills and abilities, leaders can build confidence and motivation to tackle new challenges and achieve success. If you don't know how to identify your strengths and weaknesses, confide in a close friend or a business partner. You should trust their honest insight, but if you cannot, why are they your confidant? Former President Lyndon Bain Johnson was once criticized for picking Bill Moyers, a media leader in the news world, as his personal confidant in the White House. Other congressional leaders questioned why he didn't pick someone from the Senate or the Congress as his personal advisor, and his response was that he could trust Bill Moyers to tell him the truth. That statement alone says a lot. A good leader wants someone who is honest with them. By implementing these strategies, leaders can stay motivated and maintain a positive mindset, even in the face of challenges and setbacks. Don't let your perceived weaknesses hold you back. I'll close with this great experience during a keynote speech about leadership. I was asked to speak at a leadership conference for high school students at Colorado State University on July 14, 2004, while serving as the mayor of Fort Collins. Just before I spoke, students asked a panel of community leaders several questions. One student in particular, Garrett, kept raising his hand strenuously, but he was never called on. I noticed that he was blind. Honestly, I was frustrated and filled with empathy. So when I was called up to do the closing speech for the day, I asked Garrett what he wanted to ask. He did something different than any other student did. He stood up to ask his question. I was impressed with his sense of respect and dared to stand alone to face his challenge. Garrett asked me, will I ever be given the chance to be a leader because I am blind? Wow, my heart sunk and you could hear a pin drop. The students in the leadership panel took their eyes off of Garrett and stared at me. There was a moment that I looked back at the panel wondering if they had any profound statements. 
No one dared to speak because it was a very hard question that needed an answer right then and there. My resolve was to make sure that Garrett left this conference with something he clings on to for life. How do you make that happen without too much silence? My response was this, Garrett, you are a leader and don't even realize it. Who in this room could lead a life of blindness like you are today and dare to walk in this world step by step, trusting that you will make it to your next destination? You take steps of faith all day long. You are a visionary person and you see things that no one else does. We could learn from you on how to be a visionary person. Never discount yourself and realize that there are many blind people in the world today who lead with success, such as politicians, people like Helen Keller, musicians, writers, and the list goes on. And I shared some examples with them and the students. Garrett's response took a course of learning and understanding. His response was with so much sincerity and curiosity when he said, I never thought of it that way. Afterwards, I did meet with him one-on-one and we talked more. I couldn't track where Garrett is today, but I'm willing to bet he is successful and I'm sure glad I left him with some words of encouragement. I'll say it again, that if we change the way we look at things, the things we look at will change. Be an encourager and you will be encouraged. Garrett's story will stick with me for a lifetime. There have been many great leaders throughout history who are blind or visually impaired. And here's just a few of them. Louis Braille. Louis Braille was a French educator who lost his sight at a young age. He went on to invent the Braille system, which revolutionized reading and writing for blind people around the world. Helen Keller. She was an American author, activist, and a lecturer who was both deaf and blind. Despite these challenges, she became a leading advocate for people with disabilities and a symbol of hope and determination. Jorge Luis Borges. Jorge was an Argentinian writer and a poet who lost his sight in his 50s. Despite this setback, he continued to write and publish books until his death, becoming one of the most influential writers of the 20th century. Look at Stevie Wonder. He's an American singer, songwriter, and a musician who was born prematurely and lost his sight shortly after birth. He went on to become one of the most successful musicians of all times, winning 25 Grammy Awards and selling over 100 million records worldwide. Jose Feliciano, many of you have heard of him. He's from Puerto Rico, a Puerto Rican singer, songwriter, and musician who was born blind. He became one of the most popular Latin music artists of the 20th century, known for his soulful voice and guitar playing. These leaders are just a few examples of the many blind and visually impaired individuals who have achieved great success and made significant contributions to society. I'll leave you with a couple of closing quotes. One is from Mark Driscoll. He's a retired First National Bank of Omaha marketing president. He says, everyone thrives differently, but everyone has a chance to thrive and succeed in an environment where the team knows the leader's primary job is to encourage them, provide them with tools they need to be successful, and hold them accountable. 
Anne Yellen was the co-founder of Healing Warriors and the past CEO for the organization. She said, a leader is one who rises to the call with humility and without reservation in spite of personal cost. For the leader recognizes that true purpose extends beyond his or her accolades, but rather to spark the flame of courage in future leaders for the betterment of all. Thank you for joining in today. You have a great day, and I encourage you to encourage someone else. Thank you.